To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode is also brought to you by pbandjoey.com. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com for the all-new dark roast coffee. That's pbandjoey.com for more information. pbandjoey.com. Hey, folks, open an account today with Weeble, and with just a $100 deposit, you'll get four free stocks. And if you refer a friend, you'll get two more. Such a simple way to start a portfolio with the power of a desktop, tablet, or cell phone. With Weeble, you'll get zero commission fees, access to pre-market trading, and in-depth analytical tools for more advanced users. If you want to support this program, go to positivesarcasm.com, click on the Weeble banner in the contact section. That way, I'll get free stocks, and you'll get free stocks. Now, that's something most of us can agree on. Terms and conditions do apply. See Weeble.com for more information. Thank you to Weeble, and please trade responsibly. Housewives, so they're generally hitting the Moscato too because they need something sweet in their lives because their husband is sour. That ring on your finger? Some pygmy died digging that out of a hole for you to say I do and ruin some guys like, you know, look at that dude. He's got a hernia shaped like a bag of pretzels that he just ate. You're going to Thailand, you're going to smash some dude. Going over there for guy time, but it's not with his buddies. What does it say on the bottle? Well, if it says that on the bottle, why did you put it on your head? All these actors did was shut their mouths because they didn't want to be run out of Hollywood. Now a bad batch of Chinese food has you blowing insurance premiums on vitamin f***ing D. Really too much. <laughs> That's who we're I going sound like for Bill Maher. Really, John? Really? really? We can't do this anymore, auntie. I'll see you at the bar mitzvah. It's almost like it never existed, but it f***ing did. So do me a favor. Go f*** yourself! Sarcasm.com recorded here from the sandbox. Like, subscribe, share, donate. Positive sarcasm.com slash donate. Sorry, I'm trying to pet my dog. Hey, you good boy. Yes. Uh, positive sarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated if you want to uh, support this podcast. In other ways, there's the Weeble app or the affiliate links. Affiliate links that uh, are on the contact page of my website. You can go ahead, sign up, get free stocks and things like that. I still got to add those other things. I just haven't had time. Try to do it this weekend. <sighs> Abby, I uh, hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving and what's more to come. Hope you're having a good Hanukkah. You know, Merry Christmas, which is also coming up. Hanukkah's going on right now, in case you didn't know. I mean, I figured I'd just throw that out there. Um, It's the holiday season, but the... um. Yeah, it's been a while. I feel like I've been away from the microphone for like forever in a day. I mean, I sat down went to click the mu- the freaking mouse and rust fell out of it. But um I don't know, it's it's been um been an interesting few weeks. Like I I'm constantly I've been reading over all kinds of articles. There's just so much stuff going on right now. It's hard to keep track of everything. There's a lot of fear right now, but I'm everybody's screaming and yelling about this, that and the other thing and then I'm just out there like uh, uh, watching, you know, dog videos, you know, 12 signs your dog is anxious and things to do and not to do and how to, how to walk your dog properly and, um, uh, things, it's certain sleeping positions and, and then, you know, I'm just, I'm, all this stuff is going through my head while I'm walking do- my dog on the beach, the, the, on the beach and stuff. And it just talking to him, like, who, you know, who's your good boy? And, uh, where are you going? You want to come? And I'm, I find myself like, wait a minute. I'm talking to my dog. There's nobody else around. I'm just kind of doing this by myself. And I, I'm like trying to think of myself in the third person. I'm like, wait a minute. What do I give a shit 
Uh, but I do find it fascinating because I'm, I'm all these things about what dogs do when they, you know, they, they they smell another spot where a dog's been, and and it there's one of these videos that tells like uh, it, it the dog when it this dog goes to the bathroom somewhere it, it, it leaves behind like information about like whether or not it's in heat or if there's danger nearby and all this other crazy stuff. You know, like apparently when the dog takes a shit on the beach, it's like you could smell it and re and figure out the Lord of the Rings entire trilogy. But I, I mean, I'm talking to the dog. The, the, my dog is literally just smelling some other dog's poop, and it's like, yeah, did you smell your poop? Did you learn anything? Did you read about the dog story? Did you good? Yeah. So where's he gonna go? Did he graduate high school? It's like the dog is smelling shit. That's it. The dog is smelling shit. He's trying to figure out, did this dog have a good diet or a bad diet? And if I'm that hungry, should I eat this? But the, and yet this dog is literally going to come home to organic food, tuna, chicken, meat, uh, fresh vegetables with olive oil. He's going to get a gourmet fucking olive garden meal. And yet he's still deciding in his head, I don't know. I, I guess just for safekeeping, I could chomp on this poop. And I mean, heaven forbid, heaven forbid that we walk by, by some horse. I mean, the one day I let him off the, the leash. Well, I normally do let him off the leash to kind of go run around on the beach. But then I look off in the distance and went, oh, fuck me. And there's two giant horses in the distance. Like, I'm going to witness my dog's death. My dog smells it. He's like, okay. And he just sees him and takes off. And I'm like, oh, shit. Thank God they were so far away. Eventually, I think he got tired or something or other. But he was so fucking far away, and I wasn't able to keep up with him. But eventually, I did get him to slow down. And, you know, we went along our way. But holy shit, he was halfway across the beach. And another thing is, if they smell like horse manure, that's like, that's like, a, that's basically like, if you get like a smoothie from a California uh, green shop or whatever, it's just full of like wheatgrass and all this other stuff. It's filled with micronutrients. But yet, even though it must be super healthy for a dog's gut to reset their gut biome to chew on that horse shit, I still have to deal with this. I mean, I wish they all could be California girls, except California girls' breath smells like horse shit. And I don't want to smell horse shit on my dog's breath. So I don't want him eating wheatgrass that came out of a horse's booty. So I kind of just don't want him to do that. So I, I mean, I get But yeah, I know normally to me it's like, ew, it's horse shit. Don't eat it. But... I, no, all these other YouTube videos I'm watching, it's like, oh, this is why they're smelling it. And this is that why they, they want to eat it. And this is why it's like, wait, 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 stop, 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 stop. It's horse shit. I'm sure if I ate horse shit too, I'd probably be better off and I'd have a really good digestive tract. It doesn't mean every time a Clydesdale takes a stomper on the fucking sand, I just start chowing down with a knife and a fork. No, 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 no. There are rules to this, to this world. And I need to have fresh, clean breath with good white teeth. And my dog, when he licks you, doesn't need to smell like the fucking Budweiser Clydesdale. So I have, but, and yet I'm talking to my dog and the, the whole thing. And it just is, well, it's my only social play at this point. Cause I really don't talk to anybody else. But then again, why the fuck would I? Um, nobody can stare at me like my dog can. 
Um, he's actually right here on my right hand side right now. He's sitting on the pillow looking up at me. Um, he's had a good he's had a good a good couple weeks, but still, I mean, it's just one of those things that goes through your head. I it's so you go from one video after another, and right now the YouTube got the YouTube al algorithm is a bit rid. It was so happy. The minute I started looking at shit that didn't have anything to do with variants or political stuff or Rogan or anything like that. The minute I was like, oh, you know, what dog's behavior is like, yes, here's 50 million of them. And we'll throw in some social justice shit so you can completely forget about the people who are trying to shadow ban, yourself included. I mean, I'd like to say that I'm shadow banned. I most likely am shadow banned on all platforms, but my stuff, in my opinion, is not good enough to really either warrant shadow banning or to even look for it to begin with. So, but I'm sure in the old YouTube algorithm, I probably would have done a little better than I do now. Um, but hey, when you suck, this is what this is what you have to deal with. So this is the this is the life I chose being a a low level YouTuber and Rumbler and Facebooker. Hmm. But I have to admit, despite all of my shortcomings, ooh, I am not the biggest piece of shit on the planet. And when I say biggest piece of shit, am I talking about Bill Gates? No. Am I talking about Anthony Fauci? No. Am I talking about Jeffrey Epstein? No. Am I talking about his wife, Jocelyn Maxwell, Ghislaine Maxwell, whatever you call it? No. Uh, there are... Am I talking about my ex-girlfriend? No, not this time. But, I mean, when it comes to pieces of shit, there was one that definitely broke the mold not too long ago. And we forgot all about him. We forgot all about him. There's so much news. 24-7. Kiki -ki -ki, constantly breaking news stock ticker. Oh, this thing's happening. There's a shooting here, and these cops did this, and that guy did that. And oh, the budget reconciliation and fucking is the government on a lockdown again. And I mean, I get my assistant producer sends me so many fucking articles throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout I mean. Every minute, it's like, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. And it's like, what the fuck? I mean, this kid is on point. He sees everything. I mean, I got like 50 million articles about reviewing shit that I mean, let's see. Markets jolted as Moderna says COVID-19 vaccine not as effective as Omicron. First of all, if you're going to name a variant, please don't name it after a fucking Decepticon from Transformers. You can't take it seriously. And he just doesn't stop. Battery pack prices fall 6% in 2021. Omicron variant detected in the Netherlands before South Africa flights. U.S. gasoline prices could fall below $3 if oil market sustains losses. Why is $5 the new normal? Japan adds $6.75 billion of military budget and rush to bolster air and sea defenses. Romanian parliament passes bill mandating Holocaust and Jewish history education in all high schools. That's a good one, by the way. The Taliban executed scores of Afghan security force members after surrender, HR report alleges. MI6 boss warns of China debt traps and data traps. Pentagon to build up U.S. bases in Guam and Australia to meet China challenges. Attack on Ukraine will be costly, NATO warns Moscow. Latvia calls for permanent U.S. troops to guard against Russia threat. California town declares itself a constitutional republic to bug COVID rules. Honduras gets his first female president and has left his Castro storms towards victory. Putin says he hasn't decided whether to run again for president in 2024. Japan 
Japan confirms the first case of Omicron coronavirus variant. Poland PM urges wake up to Russia to stabilization. Dozens of former Afghan forces killed or disappeared by Taliban rights group says. Report Taliban excuses more on one police. Military officers have to take over. Germany inflation at 29 year high, 5.2%. Armed forces helicopter crew met with grilled cheese and kindness after being grounded along Fraser River. Grilled cheese? At La, La Palma, authority urges people to wear masks due to toxic gas. Ah, he's not done. Hacker uncovers Ethereum tipping feature in Twitter's code. Russia and China are attacking U.S. satellites with lasers and jammers every single day, says Top General. CNN suspends Chris Cuomo indefinitely. Hundreds of thousands of Android users infected by banking malware hosted on the Play Store. Russia will act if NATO countries cross Ukraine line red lines, said Putin says. Elon Musk reportedly says that SpaceX faces the risk of bankruptcy from the lack of Starship engine process. The Parliament passes a resolution supporting Taiwan's participation in global organizations. Crypto will require two use exchanges for derivatives and future UF offerings, and he's still not done. Princeton team disables long-targeted gene behind spread of major cancers. And finally, Germany announces nationwide lockdown for the unvaccinated. Oh my God, it's the fucking 1940s all over again. Germany once again doing something completely retarded, and that's the news in 90 seconds. That's what my executive producer does, and still, despite all the news that he sends me, he forgot about one key thing. Well, then again, he probably did. He said, there's another 90 articles that he's sent me that I've been reading on and off. <gasps> that I have yet to talk about. So, uh, a couple years ago, a actor and a oh, mediocre TV show was... Uh, he filed a complaint saying that he was assaulted and beat and had a noose stuck around his neck by two white supremacists in the middle of Chicago in the middle of the night while he was on his way from Subway. It turned into a massive story. Um, that girl that, that that girl that's now a guy, Ellen Page, um, now Elliot Page, uh, went on a huge stink on some late night TV show about, you know, white supremacy in America and everybody else followed on board. And then something wasn't quite right. Something wasn't quite right about this whole thing. So two white guys who were supposedly white supremacists in Trump MAGA hats attacked an actor in the middle of Chicago. Now, I mean, yeah, okay, fine. I mean, is it possible for two white guys to attack a black guy in Chicago. Yes, it is possible. Is it possible that two white guys in MAGA hats attacked a black guy in Chicago? Yeah, it's... Yeah, but now we're starting to lean towards plausible. Um, but I don't know if you'd be wearing... In Chicago, where... you're. I mean, you're going to wear MAGA hats in Chicago where they just had a massive gunfight where dozens and dozens of rounds were fired between two side streets and through cars that were driving by um, and nobody got arrested. You're going to wear MAGA hats. I don't think that's going to be a, a smart decision. Then again, I don't know if the smartest people in the world wear MAGA hats. I'm not saying people who wear MAGA hats are idiots. I'm just saying if you were going to wear one, Chicago is probably not the place you'd want to wear one. So we're still at plausible that this may happen. But then all of a sudden, you're 
now you're telling me two white supremacists, white guys with MAGA hats, and a noose attacked you at nighttime. Now, first of all, so you're walking around in the middle of the night with a noose, and you're looking for a black guy to hang, and it turns out to be a guy who loves attention and wasn't apparently getting enough from his Hollywood peoples to keep his contract going. Uh, all right, something's up here. So you come home with a sandwich from Subway. That's definitely part of your diet. And a noose around your neck that you never took off. And you showed no real bruising. And you give a vague description of two guys in MAGA hats. All right, so there's plenty of sociopaths and narcissist, mo narcissist motherfuckers in Hollywood. Jesse Smollett, after a while, was definitely one of them. So... All this outrage, and it turns out the guy is allegedly, or was allegedly, full of shit. How do we know? Well, we're about to find out. All charges against these suspected white MAGA hat supremacists, MAGA hat wearing supremacists, were dropped. They never really found any real clear suspects. It turned out, it turned out to be a couple of Nigerian dudes that he hired and maybe fondled on the side were the ones who were contracted and were caught on video heading in the direction that he was heading in. So, and in Chicago, like New York City, uh, there's a lot of cameras. And it just so happens that Jussie Smollett may have been caught in a lie. A lie stating that two white supremacists in MAGA hats and a noose beat him up in a very liberal city and basically tried to run with it as much as possible. And then ch the chart, once the charges were dropped, the investigation quietly continued while the world moved on, moved on to child rapists who owned islands so that he could lure billionaires in. We had the crazy thing known as the super cold that was built in a lab in Wuhan, China and moved its way over here and cost people millions of dollars and tons of jobs and massive rioting and blah, 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 blah. And now here we are. This thing is like not even page two. It's not even page six. And yet, and yet this thing caused such a fucking stir when it came out that it was pushed on the front page day after day, and now it's nobody wants to talk about it because nobody wants to be made to look stupid. But there is a little bit, seemingly a little bit more coverage going on right now because this is kind of a big story. Now, the, obviously, the mayor of Chicago, uh, Lori Lightface, doesn't want to talk about it, but Thankfully, there are a few news organizations that want to cover this because it is kind of a story. It is kind of important that if you go to court or you lie, if you lie under oath in court or if you lie to a police officer, that is an actual crime. That is a legit crime. Fi filing a false police report, police report or lying under oath create, causing perjury is a legit problem. It's a legit problem that you don't want to be in the crosshairs of. So... Jesse Smollett, actually, let's pause this for a second, has got a little news, a little news that I'd like to bring you, uh, courtesy of CBS Chicago, and here it is. To critical testimony in the Jesse Smollett trial. The lead detective testifying today about how his investigation took a surprising turn. CBS 2's Charlie DeMar has been covering this story for years. CBS, Charlie DeMar, what the 
fuck? Is, I don't remember. what I thought that doesn't sound like a Chicago accident. Let me play that back a little bit. That just, Charlie Damar. Charlie Damar has been covering Charlie this Demar. story. Let's play it again. Charlie Damar has been Charlie covering Demar. Well, we'll play that one more time, huh? CBS 2 Charlie Damar has been covering this Charlie Damar. Hold on. We got to do this like six more times. CBS 2 Charlie Damar has been covering this Demar. Let's play it again. Critical test took a surprising turn. Surprise. CBS 2 Charlie Damar about how his investigation <laughs> took a surprising turn. CBS 2 Charlie Damar about how his investigation took a surprising turn. CBS 2 Charlie Damar has been covering this investigation I play. took a surprising turn. CBS 2 Charlie Damar has been covering this story for years. He was in the court. One, one more time. CBS 2 Charlie Damar has been... <laughs> Giant eye. All right. Okay, one more time. How his investigation <laughs> took a surprising turn. CBS 2 Charlie Demar has been ah. covering this story for years. At 3-2 to Gina. Long fly ball. It's going to be last time. It's for God. Charlie Demar. Years. He was in the courtroom today. Joins us now live. Charlie, the detective said there was no rush to judgment in this case. Oh, that guilty motherfucker. Brad and Erica, yeah, a rush to judgment. That was Justice Smollett's uh, attorneys. Uh, that was their defense yesterday, that this whole case was a rush to judgment. The lead detective said this case was anything but. He said it was good police work. He walked the jury through the evidence of this case step by step from start to finish from when Justice Smollett was a victim to the time he was a suspect. Detective Michael Thies, the lead detective on the Jussie Smollett case, says about 25 Chicago police officers spent more than 3,000 hours and collected 1,500 hours of surveillance video to help solve the vicious hate crime actor Jussie Smollett reported January 29, 2019, making it clear that Smollett was the victim at first. Detective Thies told the jury, this was horrible. The crime was a hate crime. There was a noose. There was bleach. The mayor on down, everybody wanted answers. They wanted to know what happened. Police were looking for the men in this grainy video as the possible suspects, but detectives didn't know who they were. Then, a major break in the case. Was it Grandma Illinois? Brothers Abel and Ola Osandaro were identified from this rideshare video they took the night of the attack. I'm pissed off. Smollett went on national TV and said he was positive the men in the surveillance video were his attackers. Detectives thought they solved the case. I don't have any doubt in my mind that that's them. Once in custody, the brothers told investigators it was all a hoax. Police then spent days trying to determine if the brother's story added up. He said, at the end of the investigation, we determined the alleged hate crime was actually a staged event, and the hate crime did not occur. From the rope the brothers purchased at the Crafty Beaver, a hardware store near their family home, to the red hats and ski masks purchased with the $100... Crafty Beaver, that's the one thing that Jesse Smollett does not participate in. Bill Smollett allegedly gave them to buy the supplies to video of Smollett's car supposedly doing a dry run of the attack. Detective Thies says the evidence showed that Smollett orchestrated the attack. Smollett faces six disorderly conduct charges for staging and reporting a fake hate crime. His brother Jojo read a brief statement in support of his brother before court Tuesday. I just want to express that it has been incredibly painful as his family to watch someone you love be accused of something they did not do. And during cross-examination, Jesse Smollett's attorneys, they brought up some um, 
what they considered homophobic social media from one of the brothers. Uh, they did ask that lead detective. The lead detective has been on the stand for much of the day. Uh, Judge Lynn expects court again to go till about 7 o'clock tonight again. We are live from the Layton Criminal Courthouse. Charlie DeMar, CBS 2 News. Charlie DeMar. And to see all of Charlie's extensive reporting on the Smollett case, download the CBS Chicago app wherever you get your apps. Well. We don't need to. We don't need to go into Fox News. You can only take so much Fox News. Don't get me wrong. I don't hate Tucker Carlson. It's just you know I can only have so many apples in the day. You have like I have like one or two apples, and it's like oh okay, it's good. It's I got some sugars. I got some pectin. I got some fruit in my diet. That's good. You eat like six or you know. So if you have like one or two Tucker Carlsons per day, that's not too bad. You have like six or seven Tucker Carlsons throughout your day. You're probably gonna shit your pants. So I mean, definitely keep your Tucker Carlson in moderation. Um. So that being said, the idea. Well, let's let's look this up. This is what I want to do. How so? Disorderly conduct. Um. So penalty. Let's see. Look. Let's look at penalty in Chicago for disorderly conduct. And he has six counts: disorderly, disorderly conduct. Let's see what the penalty is. Also, being called a liar. That's another thing. So the punishment. Um. Is a class disorderly conduct as a class B mis misdemeanor? You can go to jail for up to six months. So let's see. And if he's found guilty, he could absolutely do that. So you have to think about this in two two factors. One, did he lie to police? Two, how much uh how much of police resources were utilized to find out all this information? And then how deep and so yeah. So the, how long? How much? Uh, yeah. Okay. So hold on. We'll, I'm trying to do two things at once here, and that never works out well for me. So disorderly conduct, wasting public resources. Okay. So if they wasted public resources, what is what does that mean? Unnecessarily cause public fear or stress. Yes. Um, alarm or disturb others. I don't know about that one. But disorderly conduct. So basically, you'd have to be in order to prove disorderly conduct. They have to prove that Jesse Smollett did uh, one or one of these three things waste public resources unnecessarily cause public fear or stress or alarm or disturb others and this is a broad spectrum unnecessarily cause public fear or stress would fall in the lines of okay did you lie to the police stating that there are a bunch of white supremacists wearing political attire and carrying nooses and bleach using racist slurs Towards you and could possibly endanger the pub other other public people or other people in public. So should private citizens be scared that a bunch of racists are running down trying to hang black dudes? If that's the case, yes, if they can prove that. The other one is wasting public resources. Wasting public resources means you lied to the police. You lied to the police basically saying that you were attacked, which you didn't. And instead of one or two cops conducting an investigation and finding out that you were lying, which means you could you could get in some trouble with the Chicago Police Department, you caused 25 salaries to go on a citywide manhunt for two dudes you actually hired to begin with who told, you, told us, investigators, that you were completely full of shit. 25 cops, that's a lot of fucking money especially if some of them are, are detectives. So 
That being said, and all the distress you caused politically from the t from the top of the food chain to the very bottom of the barrel, you did all that. So if that's the case, as a class B misdemeanor, so there's class C, which is 30 days, class B, which is six months, and class A for up to a year, and you've got, um, and that's just as a misdemeanor. So let's just say he's got a class B misdemeanor, class B misdemeanor, and he gets he's guilty on six counts. Which he could be. Um, and generally, in this case, if they prove it beyond a reasonable doubt that he's guilty of disorderly conduct, of wasting public resources, then the judge could throw the book at him and absolutely cause an example, create an example out of him as long as the judge hasn't been put in somebody else's pocket. That being said, that's um, six months for a misdemeanor uh, times six misdemeanors. That's three years. So... Jesse Smollett could go to jail for three years and, on top of that, face civil penalties for having basically wasting public resources. The city of Chicago could take him to civil court and charge him in a civil court and seek out whatever he made from Boardwalk Empire or whatever fucking bullshit he made money off of. So three years plus restitution, that's, that's a rough one. Now... Illinois punishment for disorderly conduct as a felony. So this disorderly conduct in Illinois is punishment for a conviction. Uh, pretty broad term, so waste public resources. Now, it also says here, in Illinois, punishment for disorderly conduct as a felony. If the court convicts you of a, of a disorderly conduct as a felony, the punishments are more severe for than a misdemeanor. You could be convicted from one to three years, a class four felony, and a class three felony. One to three years or two to five years. So let me see if, let me just see, did they say anything about, um, what's... But detectives didn't know who they were. Brothers Abel and Ola Osandaro were identified from this rideshare video. They national let me see if, um, they say anything about his actual charges. It's all a hoax. And if the brother... At the end of the investigation, we determined the alleged hate crime was actually a staged mm -hmm. event, and the hate crime did not occur. From the rope the brothers purchased... Oh, here it is, right here. ...that Smollett orchestrated the attack. Okay. Smollett faces six disorderly conduct charges for staging and reporting a fake hate crime. His brother Jojo read a brief... Okay, so they didn't state whether those disorderly conducts were going to be under the... Mis he was charged with a misdemeanor. Well, let me see. It was just... He was. Let me just go to... Um, let me just go to, let's see, Dr. Okay. Uh, Jesse Smollett, uh, small, he was charged, but what was he charged with? So if he's charged as a misdemeanor, okay. He could face up to, you know, a few years in prison and plus, uh, fi financial restitution. So Jesse Smollett charged. Let me just see, uh, was, what were the counts indicted in his charge? Making false police reports, a felony disorder charge. Okay. So. Here it is. This is from Vulture. Criminal case will move forward. What does just makes a trial? Jesse Smollett indicted on a grand jury on six counts. Um, let's see. What charges does Okay. So, well, this one says right here uh, from Vulture. His court, his case explained. All right. So, what was he charged with? Just when you thought, indicted on six new charges, uh, according to the documents, and Smollett was attacked due to serious... Buh, 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 had to trial more than two years. It's... Where was it? Modern-day lynching. What is being charged with? The actor is facing six new criminal charges in, indicating that he planned 
and participated in a staging of a hate crime. So here's the thing. He, it's, if it's one thing that he lied and it, he it's, it lied under oath or he lied to police officers, that's a, that could be a misdemeanor. A hate crime is a federal crime. So he lied about two men committing a hate crime. So staging of a hate crime and four other separate faults. So the question is, how many of these, uh, of, the, of the six disorderly conducts have to do with him actually uh, reporting a hate crime? Remember, hate crime is far worse. Hate crime is, that's a, fe that could be a, I think that's considered federal. That's a big fucking deal. So when you lie about a an actual hate crime uh, being committed, now you're in deep shit. Now you're definitely in felony territory. So who opened the case? The actor's facing 60. He planned and participated in the staging of a hate crime. So he didn't just make false reports to the police. He planned it out, staged it, committed it, and then reported it on the worst possible level. So what could happen next? The, the new criminal charges, he will likely face a trial unless his attorneys make a deal. There's no evidence to suggest the district attorney would even accept a deal, especially given the high-profile nature of the case. To consider that his criminal trials where smell be at a fair trial, well, he probably won't because, uh, you know, uh, could, could he end up in jail? Yes. The charge for filing a false police report is a fel. Okay. In this, according to this, there's two versions. There's one that says it's a, the charge for filing a false police report in, in, is a felony in Illinois. Technically, it's considered a class four felony, uh, the least serious of all possible felony charges, but still carries a sentence ranging from, from one to three years in jail and prison uh, $25,000. Okay. If he's found guilty in criminal trial, the act could be forced to pay restitution. It costs an investigation. That would be fucking expensive. Depending upon what happens next, prosecutors can even add an obstruction of justice charge, which basically suggests that Smollett knowingly resisted or obstructed the work of an investigator. That charge, obstruction of justice, is an additional charge and a legit one. How is Smollett related to the charges? Okay. So why were the first set of... The, the reason the other ones were dropped, oh, that was because they were reviewing it, and then there was... I think there was pressure from up top, some heavy hitters up top, like the Chicago mayor and other people forcing him to drop the charges, like the, the county attorney or some shit. It was some shady shit in the original beginning, but that, that shit is... The sun is out right now. The sun is out tomorrow! Tomorrow, this motherfucker's going to prison. And from here, let me see. Weren't there 16 different charges? Okay, so they're talking about all kinds of other shit. So he lied about a hate crime being committed. This guy could seriously go to prison for literally wanting more attention. For wanting more attention, he could get, he could go to jail. He could go to like jail, jail. And, I mean, if you're looking for a boyfriend, Jesse, in prison, you'll find a few of them for sure. So, I mean, this is an asinine situation, and a lot of people aren't talking about it. I mean, I know a lot of the mainstream media is not really talking about it because there's so much other shit to talk about. But it's absolutely fucking insane. First of all, why you would do something like this, why you would do it at this level, and... This guy could be the poster child for why you don't lie to the police or why you don't lie in general. Tell, I mean, that's literally a fucking page, a chapter out of Jordan Peterson's book. Tell the truth or at least don't lie. Just try to be an honest person. And this guy is a fucking narcissist, sociopath, abs just absolutely the worst sort of human. And caused a wave of problems that we may necessarily not recover from as a society. It's one thing people look, 
this comedy had he probably had people that looked up to him. He was probably uh, a, a light in the gay community. Um, he probably did all kinds of other cool things. And to go and do stupid shit like this, and you're going to end up going to, more than likely, unless some pressure comes politically from up top, this dude's going to go to jail. Like real, like jail, jail. Um, and according to this, I mean, the one article said that it's actually more of a, it could be more of a misdemeanor if he pleads down or that it, but according to Vulture, Vulture is saying it's going to be a, a felony, a, a felony straight up. And I don't think if, if they truly have the evidence, which if you've got 25 cops in the case, chances are they have the evidence <laughs> that they're not looking for a plea deal. They don't want this to go away quietly. They're going to just destroy this guy in court, and they're not. They're and they're not going to let up. They think they have the information. If they can prove to the the uh, jury beyond a reasonable doubt that he did indeed lie about a, a hate crime, a federal offense, this guy's in shit. He's going to world of shit, and the judge isn't going to throw it out and be like, "You lied to the cops." That's all she said. So I don't know, dude. I mean, I wish you luck, um, but literally, but. You put yourself in this hole, and even though the mainstream media isn't necessarily talking about you, that doesn't matter. You're still go having to go to court. You still have to deal with this fucking nightmare that you created for yourself. You created this nightmare for yourself, and you could seriously pay the price for it. So if you have six counts at a minimum of a couple of a few months apiece or a couple of years apiece. This guy could go to jail for the next five fucking years and his career could be over. There's no, there's not, there's like, I mean, this could be turned into like some fucking Hallmark biopic movie uh, or biopic, whatever you want to call it, where this is what happens when you're an asshole. That could be the name of the movie, Justice Smollett. This is what happens when you're an asshole. Anyways, I, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say about it. I'm sure there'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll try to mention it um, as the story, as the, the story progresses. And um, I, it, I mean, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good at all. And if there's any more, and if there's any actual corruption that is uncovered during the rest of this trial or further investigations that that involve other people, such as politicians, good freaking grief. We'll see what happens from there. Anyways, we're at 35 minutes. Let's just go ahead and, and close up with some dig Q and A, and then we'll get out of here for this. Uh, episode on December 2nd. Air, well, recorded on December 2nd. You'll probably get it on December 5th, I think. Generally drops every Sunday. Anyways, let's go ahead and close up shop with some dig Q&A. Also, if you want to support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. I got so much. I'm going to be burn, burning the freaking midnight oil tonight, I swear to Christ. But hey, you know what? That's what we do's here. That's what we do's. Anyways, dig Q&A. Let's get right after it. I know we got some freaking first world problems to get after. How can I trust my wife after she secretly wrote a book and sold it for six figures? figures. My wife is an accomplished author who also holds, holds down a full-time job in an unrelated field, mostly for the Bennies. When we had our first child last year, we agreed that we would pause her writing career. Something, uh, something had to go with a new baby at home. Someone had, something had to go with a new baby at home, except it turns out she didn't pause it. She got a great idea for a new novel, wrote, wrote it secretly during her lunch break at work, and sold it for $100,000. 
I feel so many things right now. It's hard to be mad at someone when they casually tell you your son's college education is now paid for and her lunch hour is technically hers to do as she wishes. But she went against our deal. She could have been uh, home an hour earlier every night this year if she hadn't done this project. And when I think back on all the times she's been tired or grumpy in the past year, I now blame the book, even though it could have been just caring for a newborn. How do I trust her to keep her word? How should I feel right now? Okay. Well, did she... Well, all right. She put. Did she put her... The agreement, okay, she got a great idea for a novel, wrote it secretly during a Okay, dude, dude, come on. Look. She wrote, a, she wrote something, she made $100,000 during some lunch breaks. On top of that, being a new mother and working a full-time job. And she told you about it. And she's also a writer. She's an accomplished author. So what she does is author. She writes. This is her thing. This is her passion. And she also holds down a full-time job. So she's not working 40 hours a week. She's working 120 hours a week. That brain doesn't stop. She holds down a marriage, holds down a full-time job. She writes apparently very well and was able to sell it for a hundred grand. Now, as far as your son's college education now pay for, I think that's words that you're you're kind of like you're you're molding this into the point where um you're you're molding it like basically like oh yeah she on her lunch break was able to do something that now pays for our son's future college education although that may not necessarily be what she wants to do with it you had an agreement yes despite everything she came home on time took care of the child took care of you took care of everything else she just happened to use her 30 minutes. look look at it this way Instead of cheating on you, coming home late, cheating on you, she instead wrote a book worth $100,000. And she did tell you about it. She did, she kept her, in a way she kept her word, but first of all, very clever on her part. Now, I would just look at her, and me personally, I would just look at her and shake my head. But, Believe me, from whatever, uh, all the shit that I've gone through, I can say that she lied for your benefit. Now, a government can't do that, but a wife probably can in some cases. Like I say, I don't want the government lying to me because they think they know what's good for me. But if my wife was lying to me or omitting the truth or a little white lie and then comes home one day and says, by the way, I wrote a novel. I sold it for $100,000. Um, even if that, if she said none of that money was for me, I'd be like, okay, well, you make really good use of your time. And I, when it comes to me, I'm a person who needs to, who tries really hard to make good use of their time. So I, kudos to her. I know you're kind of upset, and I get that, but at the same time, I wouldn't be, I really wouldn't get out of control with it. I really wouldn't get out of control. I would just be like, kind of just be like, all right, you, you win this round, and just leave it alone. And the, the ban on writing, it's like something had to go with the new baby at home. Obviously, when she's home, she needs to put the, the child first, um, as do you. But at the same time, I get it. You wanted her to 
stop her lunch break. She could have been home a half hour or an hour earlier. It is technically hers to do. She has a lunch hour, okay? So she was able to park what she was doing at work to spend an hour writing this thing. And apparently she's very good at switching gears, which is excellent. Is excellent. It's a good genetic trait to have. So that being said, I can't rule against her in any fashion. If the roles were reversed, I would say the same thing. She wrote a book, sold it for $100,000, came to home to her husband, her brand new child, a home, and uh, works a full-time job. That's it. You win, woman. You win. You did it. Congratulations. Now go write another one. Here's the next one. Can I push my employee out because she refuses to lie to customers? I am the owner of a very small company, around 15 people total. We are a niche online retailer. We do the vast majority of our sales through a popular excuse me, online marketplace, but also have a company web store where customers can order our products. Because we are so small... Ooh, wait a minute. Where's my music? Get back here. There we go. Sorry. Needed it. Because we are because we are so small, we cannot accommodate order cancellations and we rarely offer refunds. All of our products are warranted and we, we use we use high quality shipping carriers to minimize losses. Refunds are granted in very limited circumstances. We only cancel orders orders in cases where our security system detects fraud or if a duplicate order was placed in error. Again, this is a decision that has been made for the good of the company as we operate on very slim margins. Very slim margins. Our customer service policy is posted on our website, but does not explicitly mention that we do not accept cancellations or offer refunds. Our internal policy is that when a cancellation, cancellation is requested, we tell the customer their order is already shipped and therefore cannot be canceled. In situations where a customer has not received their order, we will reship it or they can forfeit their order customer's choice. My employee has worked here for over a year and will not answer order cancel will not answer order cancellation emails. She says this because she cannot tell lies due to her religious beliefs. Her proposed solution is to tell customers in this situation that we do not accept cancellations and to tell them why our company cannot handle the losses. The problem with that is that obviously the optics are terrible. If a screenshot of such a message were to make it onto social media, the number of emails that she leaves takes up to at least 30 minutes of my day, every day. And I'm already working 12 hours daily running the company and have young kids at home too. I'm not opening to revisiting the customer service policy. What do you mean? Ultimately, I'd like to replace her with somebody who can execute our policies as I instruct without needing to proofread excessive numbers of emails daily. However, because she is objecting to this duty due to religious conviction, I feel my hands are tied, I think they kind of are, in keeping her in the role of at least within the company. We do not have another vacancy that she can move into that would appropriate her to her skill set, nor can I afford to hire another employee without first letting one go. Okay, thank you for filling that in. Actually, I needed to know that. Is there a way I can manage this employee so that she will be able to do the job as needed to be done, or should I subtly manage should I subtly managing her out? Now, should I start subtly managing her out? That is a thing that a lot of corporate companies do. When they don't like an employee, they just start over-managing them and forces that employee to basically quit or they start over micromanaging them to the point where their quality fail starts to suffer therefore they can put them on corrective action which stresses them out even more and then the all the once all the liabilities have been removed and the and the the uh the uh employee is doing terrible then they can terminate the employee it's fucking brilliant hospitals do it all the time insurance companies do it 
all the time. Well, okay. I, I have a thing about lying, lying to people. Just don't do it. Um, the if you I what I would do is I would revisit the customer service policy. That's what you should do. If you don't want to lie to if she refuses to lie to customers and you have you have light margins, you just say that you don't you only accept refunds under these circumstances. That's it. We are a small company, um, and this is our policy. This is our policy, and and that's it. And you should put that in the ordering phase. In the ordering phase, are you sure you want to submit this order? Please understand that if you submit this order, this is the only reason that we would call, we would commit to a refund. That's it. No ifs, ands, or buts. The customer reads it. The customer understands it. Clicks, check marks the box, and then submits the order. That's all you got to do. I think that you're being lazy. and I, I get it. You work 12 hours a day running the company, blah, blah, blah. And the young kids at home thing, that's on you. I don't give a shit about that. That's your choice to have a family. That's on you. Figure it out. The 12 hours daily running the company, totally get it. You decide to run a company, you got to put in the hours, period, end of sentence. The other thing, though, about not willing, you, you, we will reship it. You're not willing to revisit the customer service order policy, the cancellation policy. Look, put that information in the shipping that this is the situation with the refunds and da 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 you buy clicking this checkbox before you order you accept the terms of service and now you may proceed with your order that's it that's what you should do and that will take care of your problem as far as lying to people because you shouldn't do it because i mean one thing that i get that you it's bad maybe it's bad optics that if she tells the truth like that it's another thing that if it's also really bad optics they find out you're lying Okay, so take, you know, pick one. Let's see, let's move on to the next one. Why does my boyfriend refer to uh, women by their physical attributes instead of by their names? When my boyfriend talks about women, he always refers to them. He doesn't always refer to them by their name. In most cases, I don't know the individual. But even if he does refer to the, her, her by her name, what bothers me is he always follows it up by her boobs i.e. the one with the big boobs, she's got to be at least a 42D, they stick straight out, or she's petite with a very small waistline, yet she sti she, he loves my figure. He says he loves my figure and always expresses his love. He always expresses he loves the way I'm built. I have ignored the big boob comments because I'm guessing he gets some kind of satisfaction from making them, so I've gone along with it. However, it is becoming increasingly annoying. How can I get him to stop these comments and either refer to them women by name of Jerry's wife, the woman or the lady. Frankly, I'm not interested in the description. Her name will suffice. Also, you can explain why he slips, why he always slips in the description of a woman's anatomy. Well, look, what, let's, let's leave all the other shit out of it. Let's just, um, let me think here. Yes, always, if you have a, if you have a problem in a, relationship, in a relationship, you need to address it. Okay, simple as that. Moving on to the next thing. It... The boyfriend thing, um, well, okay, let's look at it like a comedian's perspective. It seems like he's making just hacky jokes. You make the joke once or twice, um, it, it, or very, very, like, seldomly, like once a month. Now, if you do it with every girl or every woman or everybody you know, then it's hacky. That's a hacky joke, and hacky jokes aren't funny. 
Okay, hacky jokes in the beginning can be funny, but once you continuously do the same shit, that's hack material. Hack material is considered low-hanging fruit. Okay? So, in that case, the joke's not funny. So if the joke's not funny, or will never be funny anymore, or isn't funny anymore, then stop using the joke. That's what how I look at it from a comedian's perspective. Even though I'm not really a comedian, I'm a podcaster, but still, I'm just saying. If, you're, if I was a comedian, I would not want to keep telling the same hacky fucking jokes over and over and over again. So I would just ask it, talk to him from that angle. Like, your jokes are hacky. Stop doing them, you know, and, and go go from this angle. See it from that, my point of view. Um, the other shit, I, I'm not going to get into. But I'm just saying, hacky, it, hack is hack. Stop doing hack. Let's move on to the next one. Should I be concerned that my friend blew off another friend whose dad was dying of cancer? Oh, Jesus. I was looking for some easy ones this week. Should I be concerned? Uh, I was a co-maid of honor at my friend's wedding. The other maid of honor, Kate, was moody and rude, mainly to me, but generally as well, even more so than usual. I just ignored Kate as it was my friend's big day. A few weeks later, the bride told me Kate's dad was dying of cancer, and Kate had tried to call my friend the bride, leading up to the wedding to talk. My friend said she just didn't have time to do to wedding planning and now doesn't want to be friends with Kate anymore because of the way Kate acted at the wedding. I was kind of floored. Friendships, friendship means being there for a friend who is going through one of the worst times of their lives. Even if it's just for a, even if it's just a phone call and that it should eclipse last minute wedding details. I wouldn't act out as Kate did, but I do, do understand why she felt that way but by the end of the day kate seemed to have a great time this made me question my friendship with the bride if she's willing to write off her best friend for a bad moment whom she has known for a long who known for longer and was closer to how will i be treated in the future um it seems like it seems like there's more going on now obviously friend's dad died of cancer that means that this if it, you're dying of cancer you've been dying for a long time which means that she has been dealing with this for quite some time, which means she's not in perfect sound or perfect frame of mind. And it makes you forget shit, makes you do stupid shit. You're not on your game. Um, there needs to be more information here. Uh, the bride if at least needs to make a phone call. And if that truly is, I mean, this is the... You were the co-maid of honor, which means she was the maid of honor. Now, obviously, she was in a bad way. So something needs to be discussed. There needs to be dialogue here because somebody just died of cancer. Somebody's devastated over it and had suffered with it for a long time. Somebody's wedding uh, just happened. It seems like there's you fucking broads. I'm telling you, you guys got to figure some shit out and get over it. But there needs to be a conversation had somebody had a wedding and somebody else died. So there needs to be some chat. So you guys get together was over some fucking clam cakes or whatever you ladies eat. I don't know. <laughs> and just fucking figure it out. All right. Because somebody's dad's dead. Uh, let's goomba, move on. Let's goomba. Let's move on to the next one. After 60 years, how can I get past my anger at my high school friend for gossiping about me after I bombed a test? I am a 76-year-old woman who's still not over her teenage friendship troubles. I should pre... Oh, my. I don't even want to read this one. Just fucking... I don't. I don't. I really don't want to read this one. After 60 fucking years? After 60 years? High school shit? High school shit? High school shit is null and void. Seriously. You were under the age of 18 or you're just barely the age of 18. Your brain isn't fully developed. You're, and you do a ton of regretful shit. 
So that's it. You get over it. After 60 years, after 50 years, after 20 years, fucking get over it. I don't even I don't even want to read any more of this because this shit is so long and, and I'm already annoyed just by the just by the headline. So let's move on to the next one. Can I write a note to my neighbors telling them from their telling them their Christmas decorations are encroaching on my Thanksgiving? Well, I would appreciate your point of view on when Christmas decorations should begin appearing in front yards. Uh generally in Thanksgiving. Generally around like November is when you can start throwing them out. Yeah. Anytime in November is fine. You're just getting ahead of it. And before before the um what do you call it? Before it starts to get really cold. Do you want to be up on this on the roof, like, you know, putting up Christmas lights and stuff when it's like five degrees out? No, you want to be doing it when it's at least like 40 degrees and shit hasn't iced over. You want to do all that stuff before it gets really, really cold out. I would appreciate your point of view on when Christmas decorations should be again appearing in front yards. I grew up in an unwritten rule that you do not put anything up out until Friday after Thanksgiving with holiday creep continually pushing retailers to put Halloween items out in August. I'm appalled that my neighbors began setting up uh, Christmas decorations the first weekend of November. I wanted to give them a friendly note to wait until appropriate time. And at that, I was sub subjected to three months versus two of their display. And it encroaches on my Thanksgiving. Get over it. Don't write the note. I'm saying that because if you do it in thank if you do it in November, then you don't have to deal with it in the cold. I get it. First of all, it's it's fun putting up decorations. Decorations fun. It's festive. It's you know some of those things, and you know it's you're trying to keep the 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 colder the colder months more festive and more joyful and puts people in a good mood. So well, some makes people some people want to blow their brains out. I mean, some most suicides happen around the holidays, but still, I'm saying that because it's really one of those things where it gets pretty cold out in the winter months and some of these you know, like up here. Um, I would definitely, if I'm putting up decorations, I'd, I'd want to light, you know, light up the, the, the North star, uh, before the North star turns into a fucking icicle. That's what I would want to do. So that's my opinion. on. I think you need to just chill out. You're appalled. What kind of appalled this? I, I swear God, a fucking woman wrote this. Um, yeah, get over it. Anyways, that's it for dig Q and a, that's it for this week's podcast. Woo! If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, um, Feel free to email me. Just go to my website, uh, positivesarcasm.com. Click on the contact section. You can fill out all your information there. I don't sell or use your data for any other reason other than to reply to you. Um, and then if you want to, ha if you have questions about uh, posing music, if you're looking to get ready for a, uh, a fitness show next year, you can email me directly. I have custom demos up there so you can review some of my already done work and uh, some other projects that I was working on. Uh, all my other channels, Positive Sarcasm, Positive Sarcasm uh, Reactions, and of course the Positive Sarcasm Podcast channel, uh, which is also now available on rumble so go ahead and check that out there um make sure you like subscribe share donate positive sarcasm.com slash donate any amount is appreciated in the meantime we're closing up shop for this week i want to thank you guys for uh you know I, look i get it this year has been f like fucked out and i know i've kind of taken a dip um ever since i uh released that full disclosure podcast it's been it's tough for me to get back on my heels with everything that's been going on in the world lately and for me trying to deal with my own uh, challenges that I have to deal with, it's not an easy task. I'm doing the best I can, uh, trying to just at least create content and keep this party train going. So uh, those who are still curious about all the little things that I do, just email me directly and uh, I'll try to accommodate uh, 
whatever requests you may have. But in the meantime, you know, for whatever whatever you're interested in in my little universe here, I truly, truly appreciate it. By the meantime, thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing, and I will talk to you all next week. Recorded here from the sandbox. This has been a positive sarcasm presentation. I wanna feel it day and night. You are the power of my life. Your body's giving up You're gonna kill the pain It's your moment, oh no